0: Hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is Emmett Fox Friday. I'm Jason Napolitano. And on the line, Mr. Chris Sheridan. What's going on, Chris? How
1: are you doing, Jason? Doing great here. And uh, another Friday, another quick week. I'm telling you, it goes by fast, doesn't it? It does. I don't know if it's the lockdown or what. Maybe I'm just <laughs> busy. <laughs> You know. yeah,
0: exactly. And so we find ourselves here another, another Friday. i at Fox Friday. And, uh, you know, they sneak right up on us. Uh, so this week we are going to cover the topic. Look where you are going. Look where you are going. This is a great one. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, My book is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Chris's book is The Spirit in the Sky, both those available on Amazon. If you'd like to support the podcast, please check us out at anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye, and you can make a monthly donation there of of your choice. Uh, So thank you for joining us. We appreciate you guys being here. We're here every uh, Friday and Sunday. Lately, we have a little trouble uploading the show for whatever reason. Uh, So sometimes they're a little bit late, but we do do the shows on Fridays and Sundays, and normally we do have them up, uh, new shows on Fridays and Sundays. So look for those new shows each week. All right, uh, Chris, you're going to start out, right? So I'll let you go, and then uh, I'll finish up the reading, and then we'll do our normal discussions. All
1: right, and this is from Find and Use Your Inner Power by Emmett Fox. Uh, a uh, speaker, a writer, a mystic from the early 20th century. I think this is a compilation of his sermons from uh, the 1930s, and it's a great book filled with just short passages that once a week we take a look at and uh, <laughs> we get to discuss. So it's uh, recommend it, and it's uh, it's great to be able to share this because I li- I look forward to this. I like. Um, unpacking what's in a very tight couple paragraphs uh, by Emmett Fox. He's known for being short, kind of short and to the point, yeah. rich, easy to grasp, but there's more to it. There's more you can... Yeah, uh, profound. I mean, it's it's kind of deceptively simple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can, you know, look at it simply with a single reading and oh, well, isn't that neat? Okay, and then go about your day or you can do like what we do and Expand on it, which uh, again, I look forward to it uh, because this is kind of fun. All right. So this is look where you are going Look where you are going because you will inevitably go where you are looking where your attention is there is your destiny Attention is the key to life Whatever you really give your attention to you become Whatever you really concentrate upon will come into your life We grow into the thing that fills our thoughts as inevitably as the stream merges into the ocean at last. The Bible says that a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It does not simply say that as a man thinketh, but as he thinketh in his heart. And this means thinking with interest and feeling.
0: It has been said that we grow like the thing we admire. But since we are certain to think a good deal about what we really admire, this is only another way of saying that we become the thing to which we give our attention. This law is often illustrated most amusingly in practical life. The quote-unquote horsey man with his equine looks is known to us all. Kipling speaks of a Newfoundland fisherman who appeared for all the world like a great codfish himself, and Dickens speaks of a pedantic old lawyer who looked just like an animated roll of parchment. Keep your eyes open for these amusing dramatizations and be sure to take to heart the tremendous lesson that they teach. Be sure to, keep, to take to heart the tremendous lesson that they teach. Uh, one thing I want to say uh, before we even really start into this is this, I, I was looking at this as you were reading. I was looking at this very first sentence where he says, look where you're going, because you will inevitably go where you are looking. What a fantastic yeah. statement that is. Like, you really could just kind of yeah. <laughs> end right, right there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> there. But what I was thinking is, like, what a, great, um, what a great affirmation that would be. Like, if you just personalize that, I look where I am going, because I will inevitably go where I am looking. You know, you're really building in that idea into yourself and conditioning yourself to realize that where you focus on, you're going to end up, you know, where, where, where he says in the next sentence, where your attention is, there is your destiny. So that's, it's like, really, that is the most powerful, I think, part of this, this whole thing. Uh, the third part of it, though, is fun, too, uh, where he talks about how this, illus- this law is often illustrated most amusingly in practical life uh the horsey quote unquote horsey man with his equine looks equine of course being a horse you know saying but you know i guess that's a man who's probably into horse racing or really into horses you know and actually begins to take on the kind of uh, facial expression and oftentimes they talk about how you know owners look like their dogs you know and dogs look like their owners right and it's like okay is that because you know they chose that dog you know and unconsciously you know pick something that looked like them or is it because you know we kind of you know, think about it, you spend, you know, 13 years day in and day out with a creature, uh, you know, it's probably your most intimate friend with some people, uh, you know, and you take on the kind of, um, you take on those qualities. It's just, a, it's an interesting way of looking. That's an external thing that he's talking about, you know. Um, and you, you talked about something interesting with that earlier. Uh, you want to share that? Yeah,
1: even, you know, I've known pilots that maybe because I know they're pilots, you know, they have this kind of squinty eyed, you know, looking around like an eagle would, uh, or a bird flying, uh, looking throughout the airspace for, for things, you know, or I know people that, uh, you know, scuba dive a lot and they just, they seem, you can kind of see the fish in them in a way, even the type of fish, uh, like they're saying that Kipling's a codfish, um, just as a, yeah, like I said, a breed of dog and the owner take on their characteristics or remind, maybe they see each other in the other one, who knows, and, and it can grow into it. Uh, but just emotionally, you know, you can see people that even when they're smiling, you can kind of see that downturned uh, crease from, you know, with their lips on this edge of the lips, um, you know, at the mouth uh, that they, maybe they have been frowning for much of their life.
0: Yeah, the body really does. It takes on those those qualities and those emotions and those
1: thoughts, doesn't it? Or somebody who worries a lot, even when they're at a resting state, uh, not particularly worried or anything, you can still see the worry there. It ends up becoming written on your face, um, in a way. Yeah, yeah, and that that's, a- that's where your attention's going. If your attention is on anguish or worry. Um, or you're, you know, panicked all the time, it's, you know, it's going to look like that, even when you're not really worried or panicked, it's, it's, you know, what they say, if you keep making that face, it's going to stay that way. But we make that face because of the emotion. Mm-hmm. And if that emotion, that attention to that feeling um, is strong and persists over a period of time, it'll show on your face. And the good thing is, even with a lifetime of worrying, if you can turn things around and transform that, Uh, Your face will also be transformed. I've seen people that I've known for a long time, and then you see them again, and something had transpired since the last meeting, and they had, you know, gotten a divorce, or, you know, something had happened in their life kind of major, and you can see on their face, it's like, wow, you don't seem to be carrying around that weight anymore, or, you know, the, the burden of the world, or, you know, the troublesome you know, fear maybe that was going on because you were in this relationship, you know, you can see it get lifted too. It can go away. So none of this is permanent. It can, it can change for the better. Absolutely. Um, I was just drawn to
0: this, uh, one, two, three, the third, third paragraph. It has been said that we grow like the thing we admire. Uh, but since we're certain to think a good deal about what we, we really admire, this is only another way of saying that we become the thing to which we give our attention. I was thinking about, you know, this kind of idea of of hero worship in a way, um, or, you know, like the stories that we, we read about and tell ourselves, um, the television shows that we watch, the mythology that we read, the, you know, the people that... We admire in business or in sports. You know, it's really easy, especially as as a young person, um, to maybe hero worship, uh, and you begin to unconsciously sort of take on some of those qualities. And the thing is, you can take on some of those those negative qualities. You know, and I, I think about my own my own life, and um, you know, when I was when I was young, I read a lot of you know, dark French poetry, and I listened to a lot of Jim Morrison, and I was, you know, listening, to, I was reading, you know, rambo and, and so on, and, and, you know, you get into this, and a lot of William Blake, and, you know, kind of this idea of, you know, this, this sort of pushing the envelope of consciousness, and, and, um, you know, alternative, you know, sort of viewpoints, and, you know, psychedelic realities and things like this that you're often into when you're young. And not that that's a a, a bad thing, but oftentimes it, it carries along with it like a certain romantic mystique of, you know, young death and, you know, a certain long, prolonged derangement of the senses as it was, you know, talked about. And, you know, it can lead to you know, obviously, addictions and, and you know, and, and of course, you know, the destructive side of that. And so, you know, you've really got to be careful, because I know I found in my own self, you know, going down that slippery path and slipped right down into, you know, alcohol and drug addiction, uh, as oftentimes, you know, many of us do when we're young or even when we're older. Um, so, you know, you have to really be careful is what I'm saying, my point with this is that you really have to be careful about who you admire and who you hero worship. And, you know, the great artists oftentimes, you know, did have troubled lives and and so on. And it's not a thing like you need to, you know, cut out obviously, you know, listening to and reading and paying attention to the lives of those great artists. But I think it's more important not to kind of emulate the behavior uh, but to you know to to extract the beauty and to extract the the wisdom out of the work, you know I, I think sometimes we can get caught up in sort of a hero worship and you know a sort of over identification with a certain type. like you know for example when people do it with you know rock stars and they do it with you know athletes and 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 so on actors, you know and you unconsciously will oftentimes take on them the negative qualities of of those 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 characters and those 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 people so it's something to be really careful uh, of you know and and i think that that's really it's what he's talking about look look where you're going because you'll in- inevitably go where you are looking you know if you're looking at that and you're seeing this this sort of idea of you know it's better to you know uh, to burn out and fade away or something, for example, and you kind of say that to yourself, you know, you, you're going to find yourself, you know, in a position where you're headed towards an early death. You know, not to be overly real, really dark about things, but it's like you really do have to be careful with what you unconsciously take on. And this is really what he's talking about here, don't you think?
1: Well, this where you were looking, it, it sounds like it's a direction, like, you know, in, uh, on the road of life, uh, look over there and then I will travel there. Um, but it's it's like what are you looking for how is it that you're looking are you looking through cynical suspicious eyes at things well then then you will find something to match your suspicion if you're looking for faults in yourself and others uh, you will definitely find them it's like what lens are you looking through what are you looking for Uh, what are you fixated on uh, and sometimes what we can be fixated upon is is what we fear oh gosh i hope this doesn't happen oh i hope i don't you know lose my job oh gosh and then you're too worried about losing your job that maybe you oversleep and you come in late and you get fired i mean it's, you can actually make something happen that you don't want because you're so obsessed on what you don't want but to not want something you have to conjure that something up that negative thing so yeah, be careful whether it's it's good or bad. And if you're emulating, um, you know, an artist or a musician or actor or something like that, one of the things that can happen is uh, maybe you'll you know, emulate some of their good parts, uh, maybe the way they play um, or their style of acting. But you're if you end up looking like them and sounding like them, you're not going to be very original. Exactly. The um, clone. Oh, where did you get the Tom Cruise look alike? Um, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not allowing yourself to become who you really are. And although I think it's, it's very important to to have role models and otherwise, how do we know the good stuff um, to follow? But but you have to follow your own light and your own uh, creativity of expression.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you're right about that. I think it's a natural phase in any you know creative person or artist or entrepreneur's life to emulate someone and kind of like want to, mm-hmm do what they did and then hopefully over time you know you develop your own style you develop your own confidence within and you're not just trying to you know copy someone else's style or even unconsciously take on some of the negative traits and so on that you know that may not suit you and may not get you to where you want to want to go anyway um, you know there's another interesting thing here that i wanted to look at Uh, So attention, attention is the key to life. This is an interesting thing because I was um, listening to uh, Jordan Peterson lecture on YouTube recently. He was talking about uh, neuroscience and the findings in neuroscience, and basically the idea of like what we see, what we experience in our life. I mean, our, our brain and our you know our whole sort of nervous system has a great has a great deal of deleting. Uh, and ignoring to do, otherwise we would be completely overwhelmed with with data. Uh, so he was talking about the importance that they're finding in neuroscience of 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 it just exactly this thing. So there's scientific findings now, and I you know off the top of my head, I don't remember the books he was quoting, but um, if anybody's interested, you can uh, email me and I'll give you the information of where that lecture is. Um, but really, he's essentially saying the same thing that Emmett Fox is saying here. You've got, to, you've got to really focus on something, choose something to focus on and keep your mind directed on that thing because the whole system of your mind is, is moving towards recognizing, recognizing steps, recognizing things related to that goal, for example, or that image you're holding. And it's really kind of uh, blocking out other stimulus, stimuli. Uh, you know, from entering your field of attention, as it were, and we'll get back to this attention thing. So really, again, it's like there's a whole neurological process that's going on that's deleting information that, you know, your conscious mind and unconscious mind have deemed um, not important, let's say, or irrelevant, uh, because there's so much to process all the time. And the brain gets very, very tired, and it's a miser. It doesn't like to use up sugar. So it, it has this way of, of deleting massive amounts of information. So you have to be very careful to keep in mind and focus on the things that you want to have in your sort of field of attention that you want to have happen in your life so that you can put the resources of the brain body, the mind body, uh, to work at making, making that happen and to noticing and recognizing when those things are unfolding uh, being aware of the feedback that you're getting from the outside world that rec- that corrects you. And that kind of ties into that idea of, you know, Maxwell Maltz's psychocybernetics as well. So you've got to have a goal to shoot for so that you can self-correct like the idea of a, of a guided missile. It finds its way by going off course, uh, you know, and then, and then correcting in the same way that a, that a pilot you know, like a you know, when you're going flying from coast to coast, for you example, know, it's like constantly a little bit off course and readjusting. And you know, that's the way it used to work. Um, you know, so there's this, there's this idea in psychocybernetics that, you know, you've got to know where you're going in order for the mind-body experience to adjust to to get you there. Uh, and so it's you know, it's crucial to have your attention focused on that thing that you that you desire. You know what I mean? So I'm sure you had experiences like that as, as a pilot, right? I mean, can you, can you remember anything like that where you're like trying to focus on something or you're, you know, or is it, I don't want to put you on the spot, but was there anything like that that came to mind when I was, when I was speaking about that?
1: Well, in instrument flying, the uh, electronic navigation, uh, say it's a beacon, you actually need two of them. Uh, well, you always need two points to triangulate you know to find the third or where you're going you have to know kind of where you are and then some other reference to find um you know the uh direction in in which you want to um in which you want to travel and you're right it's all about kind of going off course that's how it re that's how an autopilot will recenter itself it'll make the correction it won't you know, there's really nothing to correct. But even we know that in driving, you know, with a car, especially an older car with really loose steering, you're always making little corrections. Little corrections, yeah. Sometimes you don't even really notice it because, you know, driving is such an automatic thing if you've been doing it for a while. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a series of small corrections. Or, you know, like meditation. It's, it's really about getting back to the mantra or if it's a single-point image that you're focusing on. Uh, if the mind wanders and then you catch yourself, oh, you go back to your center. And that's how you can stay, really stay on course in some ways, yeah, is by drifting. But it's noticing that you're drifting and then reconnect it. Exactly. So with our inner life, if we have a goal, uh, say it's to start a small business and you're learning about e-commerce and um, maybe how to do a, a you know, commerce website, and how to market and you have your product or your service and you wanna package that and get that going. There's a lot to do, there's a lot to think of and you can get overwhelmed and uh, your mind can wander and get off track, then you allow fear and doubt and uh, insecurities um, to creep in. Uh, So what can happen is that the attention gets divided. Yes, part of the time you're working on your business, or your goal, and you're thinking, gosh, you know, I'm really, you know, doing this, and then other times, whether you're aware of it or not, your attention can be diverted uh, to counter activities, so or uh, like I said, if it's doubt or fear, then you're kind of putting the brakes on, so you might be, have, a lot of times we have the gas on and the brake at the same time, or we're trying mm-hmm. to steer two different directions, and the result is that a lot of things get done halfway, you know, yeah. But you're not stuck either. You're not completely um, you know, void of any progress, but it may only go so far or so deep or carry you uh, so much closer to your goal if there's this, you know, either a distraction and we can use any number of things to avoid what we really want. Uh, it can be uncomfortable to get out of your comfort zone and to branch out into the world on your own this way. Uh, And it is. Uh, But these things need to be uh, put in perspective. And you have to be aware of that. Uh, A lot of times I think this wandering or uh, the the dissenting sort of attitude uh, can happen really below our conscious awareness, like a lot of self-talk. So it means to be vigilant um, as well. So this attention, it's Put your attention on things maybe you're not so aware of. Check in, ask yourself, "Gosh, what am I thinking? Am I doubting myself? Am I getting, you know, in a point where I'm I'm questioning what it is I'm doing, um, or if I should be doing it, or am I focused in on my goal?" Yeah, and it may be something you have to do every day, maybe a couple times a day throughout the day, to stay on track because it is easy to get. Uh, distracted, uh, and there are so many other, you know, emotional forces going on. Uh, even if you're making a positive change, as I see this happen to so many people, uh, they get on their way and they're determined and somewhere <laughs> it gets either derailed or uh, maybe put, pushed to the side or it runs out of steam and these other things creep in. So you have to really be aware am I on track? You know, am I honoring my soul's longing or, you know, my goals? Yeah. Uh, Or am I giving mixed signals? I think a lot. Yeah.
0: You got to stay, you got to stay really conscious and vigilant, don't you? I think that was a great way that you put that conscious and vigilant um, and focused on that. So, so keep, I think keeping your mind on, on the goal, right? Keeping your attention on that goal, on that, on that, um, that end result, where you want to go, and then being conscious of what's coming up and making sure you're, you're self-correcting along the way, right? So if you get a bit off track, you know, not to get all spun out by that and, you know, beat yourself up, but recognize it, be conscious of it and then get yourself right back on track. And, you know, I think one of the good ways to to to, to counteract that is, like you said, do the do this work uh, a couple of times three times a day or whenever you need to to make sure you're doing the affirmations and focusing and seeing very clearly you know seeing and feeling and you know getting the emotional response that you would have you know having achieved the goal or whatever you're trying to have uh, happen Um, and you know another really powerful thing to do is to of course write write stuff down write stuff down, um, you know, the goal that you're trying to achieve, the aim that you're trying to, you know, move towards and be very clear about it. Um, put it into a paragraph or less and and read that when you get up in the morning and read that before you go to sleep. You know, Napoleon Hill talks about that in Think and Grow Rich as, you know, being really important. And I think it's a it's a huge thing. If you're able to articulate and clearly write something down and then have that on a piece of paper and in a form that you know you'll eventually even memorize. You know, that's a shorthand way of like reinforcing whatever that whatever that goal
1: or that that thing is that you're trying to achieve, right? Right. And it's uh, to go beyond that, because remember he says in here, um, it's as a man thinketh in his heart. So if you write the goal down, you know what it is you want and you've clarified it, that will help you stay on track for. Part of the time, or you know, an amount of, of the uh, of the effort that needs uh, needs to accomplish that, um, but to go beyond that and say with thinking, uh, thinking with interest and feelings, so you're not just thinking about the thing. There's this interest and in feeling uh, going along with the thought of the thing, whether it's losing weight, starting a business, uh, you know, becoming more peaceful or patient in your relations or whatever the goal is, add that interest and feeling to the thinking. And one of the best ways to do that is to ask yourself why. Okay, I have this goal. Well, I want to do this. I want to start my own business. I'm tired of working at the job. And, you know, I've always wanted to do this. And I have an idea. And I'm going to put it out there. Okay, that's, that's the kind of the thinking part. But what's behind it, this feeling and this interest. And as you write down your clear goal and as it becomes more and more clear put that why why am i doing i want to launch my own business because it will afford me freedom to travel if i can do my business on the computer or something like that yeah there's a feeling an interest in a feeling beyond just the thing itself because that may be enough reason to do well i want to start a business because it sounds like fun Well, then then get on that fun because there's going to be parts along the way where it's not going to be fun. (laughs) Um, You know, it's going to be some work. And it's for these times that are trying uh, where the fears and the doubts creep in, that's when you need to remind yourself of these feelings, not just the goal, because the goal is already there. Why is it? Restate why this means so much to you and more of the heart uh, part of it. And then if you have your head and your heart Working together like this on a goal, and what can stop you? Nice. Yeah. And I'm,
0: you know what? I'm going to wrap it up there. Oh, that's a great way to put that. I was actually going to talk about the head and the heart, and you, you so eloquently put it that way. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, get your head and heart in alignment, and you will be unstoppable. Uh, you know, and, and again, try, you know, try writing some of these things down, it'll make it more concrete for you, and just keep in mind where you're going. I'm going to read this one more time. Look where you are going because you will inevitably go where you are looking. And like I said, a nice way to remind yourself of that is to put that into the first person. Say, I look where I am going because I will inevitably go where I am looking. So that can be a helpful way to keep your mind focused on that idea.
1: Uh, any final thoughts, Chris? Uh, that's where well, we could talk for a long time about it, but I think we covered the... Uh, we got the gist, uh, the right? The
0: basics. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. We'll be back on Sunday uh, with another great show. We appreciate you uh, joining us on, on this Friday for our Emmett Fox Friday. Uh, check out this book, uh, Find and Use Your Inner Power by Emmett Fox. It is a fantastic read. And one of these things where, like I've said before, you can just kind of pick it up, open it to, a, to a, an idea, you not know, even a chapter. They're like usually one or one and a half page ideas. Uh, And you will find something in it that applies to your day, I I guarantee it. So give that a shot. Uh, We're at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. If you'd like to uh, make a donation, we'd appreciate that. Um, And we'll be back on Sunday, as I said. So have a great couple of days. We'll see you. Goodbye and God bless.